Welcome to the Beauty and Battle podcast, where we talk about winning in marriage by waging a war. I'm Jason Benham. I've got my girlfriend slash wife, Tori Benham, with me, and we are here to talk to you about how Satan tries to get you to fight face-to-face with your spouse, but God designed you to fight shoulder-to-shoulder against Satan so that you can win in your marriage. Fighting together draws you together. We cannot wait to jump in. So here we go. Okay, so we're really excited to have Eric and Rachel back back today. <laughs> I just said Eric and Rachel back back today. <laughs> back with Beck. Back with Beck. Yeah, Eric and Rachel Beck are back with us today. <laughs> and now the last time you were here, we talked about how to connect deeper with your spouse. And it's one of our top uh, listen to podcasts. So yes. everybody loves you guys. We're so glad you guys are back. Since so you guys fun. came in and you're staying in our little suite off mm-hmm. the house and we're eating good food, uh, we thought, you know what, we're going to take advantage of this and do some podcasts with you guys. So I'm excited about our topic today, and I think that you're going to be really excited because we're going to talk about how to establish a really good, healthy marriage culture. These two have knocked it out. So Eric and Rachel are doing some really good things. And instead of Tori and I just asking them questions without having microphones in front of our face, we decided we're going to ask some questions while we have microphones in front of our face so you guys can hear their answers. But before we get going... Um, We've got a great joke today. Oh, Tori's got some jokes. Yep, and it's from Ashley Cooper, her sweet daughter, Ellie. Thank you, Ellie, for this awesome joke. What makes you rosy all over? What? Being tickled pink. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I thought it was so cute. Little Ellie wanted to send that's her joke good in. Good job, Ellie. Good job, <laughs> tickled pink. There you go, Eric. Yep. Yeah, that's a line you like to use on a lot. I do. I do. I, I you can lie. use that anytime. On yeah, your okay. your wife will love it. Yeah, I love this. <laughs> exactly. And you know what? I'm going to kick it off to Rachel. So Eric, mm-hmm. she's going first. Yes. Uh, let's talk about establishing a good marriage culture. What What do you mean by that? I feel like it's the tone that you take in the way you speak, but also the way that you kind of set your standards for the way you behave in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit of how you present yourself. Yeah. It's how you connect with the other person and it's really appreciating them rather than taking them for granted, but really investing in winning them mm. and bringing your A game instead of your leftovers. I Whoa. love that. I love that. That's so good. We actually just talked about that. I forget which yep. podcast where we talked about you've got to keep pursuing your spouse. Like you've got to win them. And you just said- Well, you bring- were talking about conquest. and Oh, and, that's right. Yeah. That was the last one. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. conquest, which is the act of conquering. It's the process of conquering. You never really conquer, mm-hmm. but but you're in the process of doing that. So you just said, bring your A game. Mm-hmm. Like She's yeah. pulling out some good locker room talk there. <laughs> yes, she is. What do you think about that, EB? Um, well, I think it's right because I think, you know, speaking of conquest, sometimes the conquest seems like, you know, we propose. Mm-hmm. They say yes. You're Con- right. Conquest. Yeah. And then it's the slow, steady drive yeah. down into normal mm-hmm. right then it gets into overly familiar then it gets into the kind of resentment and then that that direction you know and mm-hmm. i feel like if we if we view it as like well it's done now yeah um then it will be done right then it's really going to start to fall apart instead of the idea of being okay now i want her to want me right mm-hmm. I, I want to be desirable but also transforming that into what do I want me to be mm. that I'm so proud of? What's the what am I going for in the development myself? 
And it seems to be that one of the most amazing parts of magnetism is the person who is committed to their development, you know, brings an energy that's not just about the other person. Mm. Mm. And I feel like, I don't know, you know, A-framing where you have the two people are leaning on each other in a way that's unhealthy for like validation and like, I'm not really sure if I am good or worthy right. unless the other person's responding a certain way. Wow. And then what happens is we start doing things to get that response and, and then we're off mission. Wow. Mm. And then we're, we're, we're basically just trying to the conquest of ego all the time. Like I feel mm -hmm. insecure. So I'm going to do this thing to feel more secure for my partner who makes me feel secure. And hopefully they'll validate me. Right. Mm. Right. In, in, I instead of I am learning how to be even more and more who I am in the safety of this relationship. Mm. You know what I mean? So that, that creates a conquest of What's that? Is it Napoleon Hill or who has the quote about if you don't conquer self, you'll be conquered by self? Mm. Oh, wow. And I mm -hmm. feel like that there's a core to the marriage culture, which is we are both running the race mm. together individually. Wow. So the third element of the relationship, right, is the relationship. Mm. But if she goes away, the relationship goes away. If I go away, the relationship goes away. But together, we're we're still our two individual selves, but mm. there is a third thing we create together. In music, it's called an overtone. If you have two notes in harmony, okay. you can hear a third note that no one is playing. It's like a phenomena of like oh of sound waves. Really? And it's mathematical. It's totally cool. Super wow. cool. Um, but you're I, such a geek. Wow, it's true. <laughs> that's such a good He's like. He's full of cool facts. It's just a way to set up the fact. whole thing about we make beautiful music yes. together. Oh, <laughs> oh, you set oh, that, that up perfect. Tickle, tickle pink, tickle, you know, yeah. so. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's impressive. Okay, so so here would be the natural question: How do we create this synergy? How do we create this good culture? So, Eric, I think what you're leading into is something that we talk about in the book. Before you can have oneness, you have to have twoness. Yeah. Both of you have to be whole in terms of your individual relationship with the Lord. So then you can come back together. You don't want to A-frame it, That's which it. I love that. I'm going to use that and I'm going to steal it. Do it. And I'll give you credit for the, about the first two or three nah, weeks. I don't. I think then I got I'll it from somebody it. else. Yeah. So <laughs> Where you're leaning up against each other and you need validation yeah. from each yeah. other rather than recognizing I'm a whole individual, whether my spouse validates me or not. That's right. Now I'm going to do everything I can to love them. That's right. Regardless. That's right. Um, so if that's the case, Rachel, what do we do uh, about creating this marriage culture and this this synergistic environment that we can have where two can accomplish more together? Mm. But they're fine on their own, but man, they want to be together yeah. and they can do more more together. That's so good. Well, I think it certainly starts with each individual just committing yeah. to a lifetime of growth. Mm. And there's no area in my life where I feel like I've nailed it right. and I'm done. Like yeah. I'm always looking at how I can grow how I can do better and be more aligned with who I'm meant to be. Mm -hmm. And I think if each spouse is in that frame of mind, they're going to continually do that, which is different than being relentless in mm -hmm. a like oppressive way. Right. You're like you're, it's never good enough. It's not that mm -hmm. it's like, I'm so grateful for right now. And I'm so excited about what the next expression is yes. like a two-year-old is amazing right but a four-year-old and a six-year-old and eight-year-old they're all different phases so you don't have to reject what you've been right to embrace the fullness of what you can come into and mm. i feel like as we mature as men as women you know the phases go like the fullness of who i am in my 40s versus my 50s wow. i couldn't be one i couldn't be the fullness of who i'm in my 50s without 
finishing the lap in the 40s. So it's yeah. it's that idea of it's like a very gracious mm. but relentless yes. pursuit of growth. Yes. Yep. And the ability to recognize that in your partner. Because mm. if you want to water that transformation, you know, really taking the time to highlight the growth that you're seeing, yeah. to speak life into them. And that you have that culture where you're continually looking for where are we growing as a couple? Let's celebrate mm. that win. You know, five That's years good. ago, we would not have handled that situation yeah. that beautifully. I love and the celebrating the wins. You have mm. to celebrate the wins. I love that. It's so good. Mm. And and doing that as individuals too, because you're really watering. Eric has this phrase, water the flowers, starve yeah. the weeds. Mm. Uh. Like how can you water the flowers in your beloved? Right. Like, mm. Wow, I see how much you've grown. I saw that pause mm. that preceded that mature response. I know you've been working on that. Yeah. And thank you. Right. Like that's I'm so admire that. And you're on each other's team mm. looking for the wins. Yeah. And you are holding yourself to that standard, you know, fall six times, get up seven. Mm-hmm. It's not about perfection, but it's truly about not giving up in the face of, wow, I haven't figured that one out yet. Mm. Right. But it's like, yeah, I'm going to get up back up on the horse and we're going to get it next time or yeah. at least closer. Yes. I love that. I was going to ask you guys, was there a t- like an aha moment in your marriage where you desired this for your, for your relationship more? Or was there like an aha moment where it was like, we really need to pursue one another again. We really need to get back into who we were. Did you guys ever kind of lose yourselves in life and in your relationship where it was like, mm, they're, the, really- they're the Bex. They're perfect. <laughs> they're perfect, right? I, it's been like far. an ebb and flow. I mean, yeah. I feel like yeah, we'll, right. you'll, we'll have a launch forward mm-hmm. and then there might be a plateau or a setback. Yeah. But there's a relentless remembering where mm. to return. Yeah. And I feel like something that drew us together is that we're both really hardworking idealists. Mm. So we're idealists, but it's not like we think it's just going to happen. Right. Oh, right. But we don't change our ideals. Yeah. We just have to keep working towards the high calling. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so there have been like, we've had all the seasons. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is it's, it's almost like you're going to hit the wall. Mm. You have to. Um, and then sometimes you hit it and you're like, Ooh, that wasn't good. Um, but you kind of know what to do. Yeah. And then sometimes you hit the wall and you're like, that's not good. I'm not really sure what to do. Yeah. And that's where I think the investing in yourself, like we we're talking about earlier, it really matters because, um, we're trying to bring clarity to each other, mm-hmm. not for the other person. Like it doesn't mm. help if I try to help Rachel get clear on something. Mm. In other words, we call it therapizing each other. Mm. Like it's, it's the dynamic is not, I'm here to show you and help you improve. And you're here to show me and help me improve. It's more like you're working as hard as you can on improving. I'm working as hard as I can on improving. And when it shows up as a, as a home run, where you're cheering each other on. Mm. And then what happens is, and I don't mean silence in the bad way, but the non-cheering mm. is also the affirmation of like, oh yeah, you kind of you kind of missed it. Missed it. You know what I mean? Because you know what I mean? Instead <laughs> yeah. of like, wow, that was terrible or this was awful, or I'm so upset about this. Mm. It's just you can just feel the change in the energy right. that is actually much more powerful than the criticism. Because when the yeah. criticism comes, it's it puts everybody in the position to defend yeah. and to go back and forth. But in terms of like a turning point and whatnot, I think, like Rachel was saying, the different seasons matter. You know, the season of 
of the first child right? or the season of launching a business mm. or the season of a move, mm-hmm. you know, those physical changes and kind of reality changes do always bring up, you know, uh, right. the thing. And I do like to think of marriage in a good sense as, as the perfect training ground yeah. Yeah. for you to, to unearth the things you don't know you're still walking in. Yeah. Uh, like that's going to be the thing that draws it out in some ways obvious, but in some ways, you know, subtle. Mm -hmm. And I think having that, um, culture where you're like, if it means this much to you, whatever the, the opinion is or the situation, like this was terrible. We, or we should, we totally shouldn't do this. Uh, what I found through the school of hard knocks is like, if it means that much, it doesn't matter if I don't see it. Mm. Mm. Like if the, if the, if the alarm bells going off on my partner, but it's not going off in me at all, or it's just going off a little. Yeah. Um, it's really important to be like, well, that's, you got to trust in the, the viewpoint, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I think as men, we always want to get the explanation. Oh yeah. So you think I shouldn't do this? Why? Mm-hmm. And so we want to get all the, and then we can go, well, that, that's not, that wouldn't happen. And then this thing would happen. And a perfect example of this happened recently where we were traveling I don't know if it was to the airport for this trip or which it was something like that. Basically where Rachel was like, I'm not sure we'll have enough time to do this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, yeah, we will. And I listed out all the reasons why. And none of the things that she said might happen happened, but it still didn't work the way that I thought it would work out. Right. So the net result was uh, we, we weren't late, but the, the series of things that were going to happen still didn't happen. And I think that's something that's so important for the masculine brain, mm. which is to say, your partner may know exactly the right thing and have no ability to explain it to you. She, it's never that she has no ability, but, but in a way that you could understand, right? Cause you're like one plus two does not equal nine. And so it can't be nine. And then an hour later it's nine. Wow. And it's like, they knew, right. But they don't, Get, they don't know in a plan that can get inserted into the man yeah, brain. Right. So I think part of the marriage culture that, that is really exciting is being able to go, it's like I just got this magic word mm. that has no explanation, and I get to watch and see how this actually plays out. Right. Because our conversation is most of the time, she's she's exactly right. Oh, right. <laughs> it's wow. like, it did happen exactly what you said. Like, And it, it's a little bit mind-blowing. You're like, <laughs> What? You know, wow. yeah. so ignoring that, which I have done plenty, right? You know, because it doesn't, doesn't make sense, right? You had it figured out, right? Yeah. Right, and also, well, explain it to me. Well, I, I don't really know. It's just kind of a feeling. I'm like, yeah. well, I can't really act on feelings. I got to act on a plan, baby. So <laughs> we're going to go from one to two, and then it's like, no, you're not. And I think part of that is um, that God will not tell us as men, or maybe you guys as as women, certain things mm-hmm. He wants to tell us through the other person. Mm. Yeah. It's almost like he's like, no, I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to tell you through her. And you yes. have to honor her. And you have to honor her and open up your ears and back down your ego. Wow. And be humble and go, I'm, you're going to get the answer and you're not going to get the map. Yeah. Which so, is so cool because it just screams how much God values relationship. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's amazing. That's actually a really good paradigm. I, I, that God says, I want to say something to you, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say it through your spouse. Mm. And I'm going to have them say it in a way that might not make sense to you. <laughs> yeah. But if you honor them as your spouse and you do it, yeah. watch what happens. Yeah. I have made a few hiring mistakes in my day when Tori said, I don't know what it is, but I feel something. And I'm like, well, 
that's not good enough for me. <laughs> They're qualified. Look at their yeah. record. Look at all this yes. stuff, right? Right. But I did want to go back to something you said because I thought it was very important um, in, in a very good way. You said you and your wife, like maybe were on your way to the airport or something, and yeah. you said, hey, we got time for this. And she, she said, no, I don't think we have time. And you're like, no, we do have time. Listen, Eric, if you want to go parking before you go to the airport, <laughs> you have to leave three hours early, right? So I see what you were trying to talk about. I'm still learning. I'm still learning. You know, I heard this great quote uh, on one of our podcasts that we have on an expert ownership podcast several years ago from a guy named John Gordon. And he said, in the absence of communication, negativity fills the void, mm-hmm. which is so true. That's right. So if we're going to create a good culture in our marriage, we have to talk about communication. Mm-hmm. So uh, Rachel, um, so let's say you brought up a great point the last time you were on the podcast where you said, sometimes Eric might not be acting like the man, Eric, he might be acting like the boy, Eric. Mm-hmm. And I love that line because yeah. it is so true. How do you communicate to your spouse to keep that culture vibrant when he might not be acting like the guy you married? Mm, that's such a good question. And it could be asked in the reverse for sure. <laughs> no. No. Tori never does anything that <laughs> acts like little Tori. <laughs> it definitely comes from a decision to have a generous heart mm. and to be in that awareness of like there, but for the grace of God, go I. Mm. Yeah. It's it, whenever our partner is not behaving like the man we married. <laughs> yeah. It is easy to be so like side, I don't know, like sidewinded. What's the word? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, mm-hmm. you get knocked over. Yeah. yeah. And you yeah. kind of lose your bearing. And the bearing is I know who you are in Christ. Mm. And I choose to see this as an apparition. Yeah. And the more you fight the storm, the longer it lasts. It's like kind of like standing and there's a That's wave a coming and it knocks you over. But if you can good. gently dive under, it's mm. actually quiet, quiet under there. Mm. And when I have the the grace and the discipline and awareness to just kind of go quiet, just yeah. jump under the wave, it rolls past. And I have found it it's very quick for right. him to self-correct and go, I'm sorry, that came out wrong. Yes. Or can we have a do-over or whatever? But mm. there's a reset option where the force on force where you say, where you just attack yeah. and you, and you name it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. S- sometimes you do need to be quite direct and say, this is what's happening. Right. But more often I found the most effective approach is actually, as Eric was saying, it's almost like in karate, instead of uh, receiving the punch, you just pivot to the side. Mm-hmm. And so no, now they're not actually even making contact. It's, it's brushed past you. Mm. So how do you pivot? How do you not receive it? So it's not that you're being the punching bag, but you're just taking the stance of, like he said, sometimes just not replying. Just mm. let there be silence. If there's something harsh said or something that's out of alignment, just to take just to let that no response. Yeah, and that sometimes the space of that mm. creates the wake up to go. Oh, okay, wait a minute. Mm. Let's do something different. Wow, wow. I, I like love that. that analogy about the wave. That is that's a good one. That's a great one to remember. Get underneath. And wait for it. Yeah. That's really good. When the kids were little um, and things got really crazy, I would want a vacuum because mm-hmm. <laughs> I yep. could drown out the noise. Mm-hmm. And that became like my therapy moments. But now our like, dog, Rocky, doesn't let her yeah, vacuum. It's, oh. If she vacuums, he goes crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's pretty cute. Yeah. But just looking for a way to kind of drown things out mm-hmm. and, and wait until I'm calm. 
Yeah, well, that's like good self-awareness, you know, because sometimes we do things to soothe ourselves mm -hmm. that we don't know that that's why we're doing it. Right. And I think when your partner recognizes, oh, she's vacuuming, mm -hmm. it doesn't need to prompt a, oh, hey, what's wrong? It just needs to prompt something's up. Yep. And yeah. And so I'm just now aware there's not necessarily something to do. Right. But I'm, but the awareness, and I also feel like, um, I don't know where this phrase comes from, but you know, have you guys heard the phrase like holding space for mm. each other? No. Okay, so it's like the idea of saying, like when somebody, and, and again, Jason, you just great. When, when someone is telling you something, you create a listening environment by the way you interact with them that makes them feel so at ease. Mm. And then the next thing they want to say is easier. Mm. And it's like, it's like you're, you're giving them the space, but you're fully attentive to them. Wow. So we're not getting on the stage with them, mm. but we're aiming the lights at them and giving them the mic and doing all the things that help them speak. So it's like holding space. Like I'm going to hold this container for you to kind of go crazy because mm. you're so frustrated about this thing at work or something happened. Right. But we're not diving in to fix it. Mm. And we're not diving in. At, and again, every relationship has their differences, probably with Rachel and I, I kind of want to dive in and fix it. Of course. And she tends to want to dive in and find out why. Mm. And those are great. That's really great. But it's not really great for the connection at that yeah. moment because that's still yeah. the wave cresting. Mm. And if it's a lot of, of powerful emotion, generally that's like loud fear. You've yeah. heard that phrase, yes. anger is loud fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so like, wow, I'm so angry about this. And it's like, boy, if you match that energy, it doesn't bring us back to being grounded. And I think it's when that energy gets out of balance that we do go back to either a younger or a traumatized version, mm. a, the smaller self. You know, we're not yeah. being led by the spirit anymore. We're being led by our historic wounds or, right. or those sorts of things. And so I think one of the most loving things that happens is I can hold space for you while you're being really immature. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to tell you you're being immature. And I'm not going to run away from you because, ooh, you, this smells bad. Yeah. Ooh, get away. Because mm. that's its own kind of re reproach or whatever the right word is there. Your yeah. Correction. You yeah. know? And you're like, but being able to be in the energy of that moment yep. and not judge it. And like Rachel said, let the wave come and go. Yeah. And then when that happens, it's, it is amazing how much the person will just go, I'm probably really overreacting, aren't I? Mm. Yeah. And then all you have to do is kind of smile and go, well, yeah, but I get it. Yeah. And then there's now it's like, huh. It's like now I have so much space to learn from that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I feel like that's what you, you just added another book to the library of your mm. relationship. Wow. And you're like, okay. I feel like it's a little bit like, okay, I got that bill mm. and I paid for that bill. Yeah. So every time that comes up again, I've, I've already paid for that one. Do you know wow. what I mean? And I feel like the hope in a marriage is not like, oh my gosh, there's unending problems. It's like, well, what if there's a thousand problems and that was just 792 paid? Mm. You know what I mean? And now I've, we've got that in our bag of tricks. Yeah. And so that's wow. what's hope for the future is not, we're not hoping for a no conflict future. Yeah. We're just hoping that every conflict we can really pay for it and get the value out of it. Wow. And then we've transformed it. And I think that's the message of the cross is oh, we're transforming the right. terrible thing yes. into the great thing, the redemption. Yes. Wow. That's really good. Yeah. I love that. And two, uh, that reminds me of Larry Hubatka, who's one of the guys with us at Expert Ownership, and he wrote a great book on culture. And I, I'll botch the definition, but he basically says that you know, good culture is all about reinforcing beliefs, behaviors, and values through experience uh, amplified by emotion. Hmm. So you have wow. to create like experiences, 
emotional experiences for for yourselves, you know, as a married couple or as your family or whatever, um, that reinforce your beliefs, your behaviors and values that line up with those, um, with, with, with your principles. And I just love that. And of course I botched it, but still you kind of <laughs> get no, what I'm saying. Really yeah. Good. Yeah. So the, the question for each of you, and I want each of you to take turns answering this, how do you create that environment of peace that reinforces your beliefs, your behaviors and, and your values by creating experiences in your own family? Like, what do you do? Like, well, I'll just say one thing that we like to do just from an extremely uber practical thing at night, low level lighting, like no overhead lights on just lamps with some type of soft music, preferably the TV off. Mm -hmm. There is no such thing as channel surfing, Mm, you know, in the house period, you know, of course cables going away, but still. So that is one thing that is like a culture that we want when it's nighttime. And now we're going up and finding our kids, you know, no, no computers open laying on their bed, listening to Kenny G. (laughs) <laughs> or Yanni yeah. or Enya or it's, something. It's very it's actually addicting. Like yeah. we see it in our kids that that's yeah. what they're kind of drawn to. Cause we wanted a culture of peace mm-hmm. in our yes. house. So yes. we, we started doing that so. and now our kids are, so uh, Rachel yeah. start with you and then we'll go to Eric. What have you done to create a culture of peace in your house? Cause that's what we all want. Yeah, mm-hmm. it sure is. I think having an environment that is not a gotcha culture where oh, everyone is mm. like looking for the offense. Yeah. But it's like, I, the language that we choose, I think, is really important. Mm. When I was a little girl, I had the great blessing of being taken care of by a young married couple. And 5, 10, 15 years in, the husband would always refer to his wife as my beautiful bride. He'd say, oh. my beautiful bride has dinner ready. <laughs> and it's 30, 40 years in, and they still refer to each other this way. So wow. I wow. really make an effort to make my default language cherishing. Mm. Oh, because good. when people feel cherished it just takes 20 things off the table. Yeah. Mm. You know, there's not that defensiveness Yes, and there's a feeling of being seen and loved. Mm. Wow. Um, having an environment where people can make mistakes mm. and those are not going to be unnecessarily paraded, Yeah, but it's going to be gently corrected with the eye of moving forward. Ooh. Yeah. The whole purpose is about, I'm on your team. We are moving here no big deal. We all stumble. Mm. What's the next step? And how can I make you feel confident that I'm not going to shame or hold you in the past? One of the things I think is huge is that I remember once I was really grieving and God said to me, you can either have all your pain or you can have the healing of the future, Mm. but you only get like, you can only grab one thing. Wow. Which would you prefer? Oh gosh. Wow. Mm -hmm. You know? And it was like, you know, I, I'm going to drop that pain like a hot potato because that is a gorgeous future. Wow. And having that environment with your children too, mm. where you need to, where you're always speaking life over them. You're seeing them, you know, good morning, handsome. Mm. Good morning. You're so full of courage. Like you're just looking for constant ways to speak into existence. Yeah. Full. So good. Expression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And doing that where you're, you're. It's Proverbs. It says, I think it's Proverbs fourteen two. Mm-hmm. You know, a right uh, a foolish woman tears her hands. T- I'm sorry, tears her house down with her own hands. Yeah. But a righteous woman has like the tongue of life. I'm yeah. wow. it, uh-huh. but it's something to that effect. Speaks yeah. life. So that ability to speak life yeah. is the ability to make your house flourish. Yes, and good. I love that. Eric, wow. you are never going to be able to top that. That's that was sure. really good. <laughs> that is for sure. Um, so, so for cu- for culture of peace, um, you know. Um, 
I feel like you know we're we're chosen in Christ. It's a royal priesthood, mm-hmm. and it's um it's not overstepping to think of the queen and king roles. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think you know the the noble king's role is to establish the boundaries and borders. And so I think part of what really makes a, a family culture exude peace mm. is that everyone is clear about the rules and the boundaries and borders. Oh, that's good. And, yeah. w- and one in particular bears a lot of fruit, not talking over each other. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's good. Wow. You know, and, in fact, I'll that's tell a, a, hard a, one a, a funny story about this one in particular. I don't know if Rachel was talking in the kitchen or another one of our sons was talking, but our youngest boy comes in in the middle of the talking and, and starts talking over. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, Miles, Miles, hold on, Miles, hold on. Miles, who's talking? To, to draw his attention to one of our other boys or to Rachel, you know, she's, he's going to say, Rachel's, Rachel's talking. Yeah. Okay, now I realize that I'll be quiet and wait. And so I was like, Miles, who's talking? And he, he says, I'm talking. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course he is. Isn't that all of us? Yes. Right. And that's that just. It's all not I hear is he, myself. <laughs> exactly. It's not that he was wrong. Mm-hmm. It's that he was unaware. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times the energy around the gotcha energy or the, the judgment energy is assuming that the person is really fully aware of all the possible choices and they're mm. choosing a bad one and we got to teach them a lesson. Oh yeah. When often it is unaware. Yep. I, it didn't even dawn on them. And so when we handle that correction with some grace, mm. you know, but also, and this is tough, really consistently, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's the thing. If the rules feel like they change or, or the rules don't apply to me, or there's any kind of like fluff around that, mm. then I feel like that just sows the seeds of discord. Wow. You know, so mm-hmm. if there's a, if you have to make your bed before you come down for breakfast or you have to do this thing like that, it's like, you have to do that. Mm. You know, there's, you know, it's, and, and I feel like, again, part of that culture of peace is if I know it's expected of me, it's the same with employees, right? Yeah. It's the same. With yeah. If I know it's expected of me and it is inspected, then I'm with the program. Yeah. Even if I don't yeah. love Whatever the thing is, I got to go scoop the dog's poop in the yard. And oh, I yeah. really don't love that. But you know what? Every day at four o'clock, it's time to go up and clean it after the dog. Good job. And then praising the process. Mm. Oh, yeah. you know, Because sometimes the, the outcome, the product isn't going to be so great, especially mm. raising kids and yeah. even with each other where they're trying a new skill. And it was like, hey, honey, I'm really working on listening better. And how did I do? And maybe her internal conversation is like, oh. You're still so terrible at that. Oh yeah, <laughs> but if she, but if she's able to go, I really see how hard you're trying. Mm. That praise of the process and good boundaries, I really think is a is a really important to us. I love that. Oh so good. Um, uh, okay, so this is so good. How to establish a healthy marriage culture? This is great. Okay, no, no, this so isn't going to be the last time we're going to have you. Listen, this is the second time. There's thir- third, fourth, fifth, sixth time yes. we're going to have you guys on here. Awesome. But before we let you go, Tori has been doing something awesome at the end of our podcast talking about. Food. Food. Yes. And so mm. I am so curious to ask you, Rachel, what is one of your favorite meals for your family that you kind of eat on the regular and has been a success? I think all of us moms are and women are always looking for ideas. So. Absolutely. Well, with a house full of men that love red meat, uh, a famous and popular recipe in our household is buffalo tacos. So I oh, like to get tacos. Siete brand. Uh, there's like a grain-free cassava. Yes. Um, like taco shell. And then we saute ground buffalo Ooh. with just a little seasoning. It's just a little bit different than beef. Okay. And then I'll do like a lot of guacamole. And then I like to roast diced sweet potato which is Ooh. really nice. And plus it's really beautiful because you have like the green and the bright orange. Yes. <laughs> and then maybe you have uh, some fresh sweet corn. That's really nice. Even if it's frozen, that works okay. just fine. 
And then, you know, your olives, maybe some sour cream or goat cheese. Okay. But it's really colorful. I always try and get like something that looks pretty. Yum. And then if someone is not feeling the meat, you know, they can just fill it as they like. But I find it's a real crowd pleaser. And okay. And it really only takes like 20 minutes. Okay. That is awesome. How do you season the buffalo? Well, I like to use spike seasoning. So okay. a little bit of olive oil and spike, which is kind of like a healthy version of like Lowry seasoning salt. Okay. No MSG. Okay. So spike is really nice. Sometimes we also do balsamic. Ooh. And there's a balsamic we get that is by a brand called Costarina, which is amazing. So oh. good. And they have a fig okay. balsamic. Yeah. And that fig? little bit of fig. Mm-hmm, yes. or even chocolate. So it's not awesome. really like a Mexican flavor. It's not. Okay. I mean, I could, that would be delicious. Occasionally, yeah. I mean, very occasionally I'll do like an enchilada sauce or something, but it's generally like more neutral. Okay. Specifically Mexican. Yeah. Uh, yum. Okay. We're going to try it. Babe. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> and, and I'm sitting here looking at a plate full of um, sourdough bread that Tori made and has some nice Good dipping gosh, sauce. Still right trying here. to perfect it, but chili flakes and tasting it's tasting good it's just a little too dense it is a, no, I, think, I like it i think i should yeah. try it again to be okay sure. Do you it, tell eric. me eric after you try a few more <laughs> <So> bites <good. laughs> hey thank you guys for spending time with us we're, we're going to do it again but in the meantime thank you for listening and don't forget to rate review subscribe um if you need help with your marriage we have a coaching program at beautyandbattle.com maybe one of these days we get eric and rachel be two of our coaches you guys would be awesome they would be awesome hey maybe you could just coach us <laughs> and by the way uh rachel said that she was in a house full of men uh, we said on the last podcast you guys they have six boys mm-hmm. and one husband so there's a lot of testosterone <laughs> in lot. that house that's why she wants to make the meals like that all gives pretty you so much right. credibility like, and the meals are so pretty yeah. and all this wow <laughs> She's got to bring that estrogen into the house. Bounce it out. (laughs) So thanks for hanging out with us. Until next time, uh, I don't really have a sign off, but whatever. We love you. (laughs) Ben them out. Ben them out. (laughs) Peace out. See you guys. See ya.